What creatures lie beyond the understanding of man? What ancient evils slumber just beyond our ability to grasp? And what can wake them from that slumber? This American Dice is going to present to you Call of Cthulhu, live from CondoCon 2023. So join us as Jared takes our intrepid investigators on a mystery they likely may not survive. And, no, sorry. Also, Chad, what is your character's deal? Because you're basically Indiana Jones. You're a language professor. I'm wondering if there's too much overlap between me and Nevada Jones, since I'm also a history student. You could be if my I'm history if I student. Be. Some redundancy is not that big of a deal, but if you want to look and try to figure out... some engineering student. Yeah. I'll just stick with my initial thought. And you know what? I, I am I am I'm cheap when it comes to this. Uh-huh. If like somebody decides they want to switch characters or something, I'm 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 okay with that. I'm alright. Yeah. Or if you're not happy playing that character, we'll figure something out. Or you drive one character insane. Yeah. True. Yeah. These characters might not last. A lot of Call of Cthulhu characters are very interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's it's about the journey, not who you are. I gotcha. guess. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and that was Lovecraft. Lovecraft was very plot-driven. The characters were irrelevant. They just had different names. All right. So you guys are in Arkham, Massachusetts, the summer of 1923. It assumes you guys live, uh, either work or live, or visiting Arkham. Um, I'm hoping you guys are connected in some way with an individual who's going to be like the exposition dump for this, uh, Rupert Merriweather. Um, this guy, Rupert Merriweather... Um, was a professor at Miskatonic University. So you could be former students of his or friends, or there is a local chapter of the Society for the Exploration of the Explained. Um, you might be members of that because you're curious about it. And Rupert Merriweather contacts your organization and, and asks for their assistance, and you come as part of that. It doesn't really matter. You can decide. You can decide now, right now, like this is what we're doing, or you can make it up later on and say, like, well, yeah, we came from the, uh, you know, SCU. Yeah, I like a uh, <clears throat> since he's a professor as well. So I'll be a professor at, at Arkham. Okay. Or at uh, Miskatonic. Yeah. So you guys were colleagues. Yeah, so we're colleagues. And what's this? Miskatonic. Yeah, influencing young minds since eighteen. Go pods. I'd say. Rupert and Nevada Jones are friendly rivals. They bring out the best in one another. They're always trying to get the drop on the next scoop. Yeah. To see who can get the fame and fortune. A few times you were like ready to get your hands on a uh, an antique of some sort, and he had he had taken it for his personal collection. Yep. Or claimed it for Miss Katana. Was in a museum. Yeah. <laughs> um. <coughs> Rupert Merriweather. Rupert Merriweather. It's a good name. Um, so my character is Jesse Williams, a history student. I think she is a history student at Miskatonic University. Yep. Um, I don't think she was his student. I think that her mother and he were colleagues in some way or another. Okay. So my, my mother and Rupert Merriweather were perhaps both professors at some time, and uh, or at least friends in some way or another. And so I know of him as almost like an uncle-type figure of like, that's how I know this guy. Not We're not buds, but... Like, oh, your your dad's your dad's friend shows up, like that kind of a thing. Perfect. So, so kind of uh, mentor, creepy uncle, kind of to you. Yeah. A rival, a colleague. That sounds that sounds great. So, um, he is not doing too well. He is actually dying. Um, and so he has asked the three of you to come to his hospital bedside, um, to to speak with him. It could be you were contacted. You know, if it really matters. Telephone, telegraph, whatever, personal courier, but you were contacted and told to come at a certain time, let's say 10 a.m. in the morning, to St. Mary's Teaching Hospital in Arkham. No, sorry, it actually gives a specific time, Thursday at 1 o'clock. I apologize. <laughs> Apparently that's relevant. My watch is wrong. <laughs> so uh, so he calls you all there. Um, if you want to talk about the circumstances of your arrival, if that's important, we can discuss that, or I can just kind of like flash forward you guys being there. Yeah, that's fine. All right, fine with me. Um, and it's a teaching hospital. It is a teaching hospital. Okay. So I don't. Let me see if I can figure out. I set the stage. Nineteen twenties hospital. Um, lots of white cots. Mm-hmm. Um, nurses dressed in white. Doctors with stethoscopes and lab coats walking around. 
He has actually um, merited a private room, though. Mm -hmm. So he's off in a private room. And um, when you guys get there, um, yeah, you guys get there. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, at the moment, he. Oh, there's a, there's some box text. My my. Oh, oh. All right. I'll read the box text just in case it has embedded in it some uh, some information. It's crucial. You have recently each been contacted by Rupert Merriweather, an aging man you have known for some time. Merriweather is unwell and seems not long for this world. He has asked you to meet him at St. Mary's Teaching Hospital in Arkham at 1 o'clock on Thursday. There you go again. You haven't seen the man for quite some time, so his urgent summons appears to be quite important. Perhaps he has something to tell you before he dies. Um, it is in downtown Arkham, this place, uh, adjacent to Miskatonic University. It has the latest in modern equipment and techniques, as well as some of the best medical practitioners on the eastern seaboard. Um, the information desk in the main lobby provides directions to his private third floor room. When you guys get to the room, I assume you guys kind of all get there together. Um, before you enter the private room, um, if you would, could you describe, and I think you wanted this for the podcast, right? I think we're recording. Mm -hmm. your, your player's name, then your character, and a little brief description of who they are. Sure. So I am Austin. I'm going to be... Thank you, Jared, person running the game. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm Austin. I'll be playing Jesse Williams. Jesse Williams is a 20-year-old history student at Miskatonic University. She has kind of a mentee relationship with mm -hmm. um, Rupert Merriweather. I think that her mother was colleagues with him or friends with him in some way or another. Her mother is still alive and is important to her. Um, I don't know how important you want to make this or if we want to make this kind of a more idealized world but Jesse Williams is also a black woman okay so perhaps she may be in this hospital when we see her she is the only black face that we see at all in the building it does it does get a few people like kind of look up mm -hmm. so it, it's of note but no one's like you know hey 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 you know no one's stopping you or anything it's not it's not the south yeah um, she, she wears one of the like a she's she's fan uh how do they describe it? I think they describe her as stylishly dressed, fashionable clothing. So in the little picture of her, she's wearing kind of like a green jacket over a dress and kind of a flapper hat, but like a pink flapper hat. I'm, I'm almost... I don't know what to call that. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I don't know either. I'm imagining like uh, the actress, the main actress from uh, Hidden Figures kind of a little bit, uh, oh, the way she's dressed. Yeah, I like her. Yeah. Uh, real, yeah. yeah. So she's, she's there and she's... Arrives at this hospital. Okay. Interested to see her mentor. Mentor. Yes. All right. Uh, next up. Uh, my name is Eddie. I will be playing Nevada Jones. He's an archaeology professor, aged thirty-five. Completely original character. Uh, wears <laughs> a fedora. Is slightly unshaven. Uh, Rupert Merriweather is a professional rival of his. Always getting the drop on the latest. Archaeology find or treasure hunt, and there is also a rumor that he is very afraid of spiders. <laughs> okay. All right. Spiders. Why is it always got to be spiders? It's always got to be spiders. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Chad. Uh, I will be playing Wentworth Avebury. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a language professor here at Miskatonic um, University, and I knew. Um, what was his name? I already lost it. Uh, Rupert Merriweather. Rupert, Mer Rupert Merriweather. Um, through long years of professional, you know, working alongside each other. Um, and he's uh, basically a 58-year-old man who wears a slightly uh, tattered suit, uh, average height, a nice trim mustache, uh, and, uh, and we, he uses a monocle. Um <laughs> Because he uh, doesn't realize we're in the 21st century now, or 20th century. Okay. He so keeps, he keeps scaring World War One veterans, and they yeah. think he's a German. They're like, "Get out of here! What are you doing here? I don't have an accent or anything. Come on, leave me alone." Um, all right. So you guys get to uh, his his hospital room, um, and uh, the door is slightly ajar, um, and it sounds like you hear like kind of hushed. A uh, hush conference going on inside. So there's somebody else there, and they're talking very low. And you 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 wait for a pause for a moment because there's a woman speaking, and then you hear Rupert's voice, but it's very weak, and it's raspy. Um, but he's speaking with whoever it is, the woman that's in the room. But we can't 
hear specifically what he's saying. If you want to listen in, you're more than welcome to roll a listen roll to eavesdrop. Um, I think with the relationship that she has, she would just knock on the, like, do the, like, the, like, polite, like, the door's open, but polite knock on the door frame. Okay. So, sorry if that blows up anybody's spot of wanting to eavesdrop in, but. I feel like Nevada would take the back of the line, because I feel like Rupert would be in better spirits if he were to see the two of them first. Mm-hmm. This is like, what, what is he doing here? Sort of thing. Okay. Son of a bitch in his fedora. Take your hat off. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Alright, so uh, you, you, you knock and you actually hear Rupert raise his voice. He's like, yes, come in. Um, and assuming you do open the door, mm-hmm. he is there laying on the bed and uh, he does not look well, obviously. Um, he looks flushed um, sweaty, and he actually he'll has um, his neck is slightly kind of puffy, and there's like a what looks like a lesion, like at his neck, like a lesion that's seeping a little bit of black fluid. And he probably has some bandages that they have splotches on them where the fluid is has seeped through. Through. Right. Um, next to him, holding his hand, is a 62 year old woman, um, which. You would know, because you've been to family gatherings, is his wife, Agnes. And on the other side um, is a 33-year-old man um, wearing an ascot and looking kind of, uh, looking a little, like, like less. She's, Agnes is, offering, is, is obviously distressed. Um, this gentleman looks a little put out. Um, and he, he looks over as you come in with this sort of glare. Um, and you have not met him, but you've heard that the professor... Uh, Meriwether has a son named Bertrand. Um, you thought they were make, maybe estranged. You just okay. haven't met them before. So they're there, and uh, he he waves you over like, yes, yes, please, come in. Um, oh, this, this is my wife, Agnes. <coughs> Ma'am. Nice to meet you. Nice, nice to see you again, Agnes. Uh, Jesse Williams, the daughter of my dear, dear friend. My... My colleague Wentworth, Wentworth Everberry, and Mr. Jones. This is my son, Bertrand. Say hello, Bertrand, and Bertrand kind of nods. And he's like, my dear police, just give us a little time. I need to speak with this, these gentlemen and this lady. And uh, she pulls like a, 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 a handkerchief and kind of like dabs at her nose and her eyes. And she walks out like weeping um, and her son follows out and the whole time he is just fucking staring daggers at you guys like there's something going on where he's not happy that you're here cool. and uh, and at the end like uh, Rupert turns you to looks at, at, at uh, Bertrand he's like please close the door and Bertrand again looks annoyed and slowly closes the door and Rupert kind of motions you guys to come forth I'm so sorry to see you in this state uh, Professor Merriweather, it's... I'm, I'm so sorry for you. Sorry, thank you. I do appreciate it. I, I hope all of you are well. <coughs> what caused these lesions on your neck? The doctors don't know. They just know that I'm not long for this world. But that's, that's not important. I called you here because I need you to correct a mistake I made a long, long time ago. I need your help, and I I would not ask it if I didn't know that some of you were the most brilliant students ever produced by Miskatonic University, and the most courageous and daring of men, and the most wise and... Uh, and, and also, uh, hold on, let me search for a word here. Um, something with integrity. Um, Conscientious academics that I've ever crossed paths with. Perhaps you will make choices that are better than the ones I did. What, 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 what is it? Of course, of course. And I think she's, I think she's kind of, kind of taken up the position that uh, Meriwether's wife had been in, like that kind of like, like, not sitting on the bed, but like standing near it in that way, maybe closer down to him as like a, 
trying to be somewhat affectionate. Okay. He 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 is going to reach out. He hesitates for a moment, but he will try to reach out and and hold your hand just for some human contact. This is something yeah. that's on the the edge of of death. Like he's staring into the abyss, and he really wants to to have some sort of contact with people at the end of his life. Makes perfect sense. Fall away. Ooh, yeah. yuck! But yeah, it's kind of gross. Um, so yeah, I think she'll. I think she does look at the legions on his neck and like for a second and think like that's yucky, and then try to just keep. Like looking at his eyes to not, don't focus on the things six inches below that. Yeah. Well, fortunately, there's other things. When you get closer, you see in greater detail, like the red under oh, his geez. eyes and the the blood flecked spittle on his. And some of it's thick, like it's mm -hmm. solidified blood that's on his lips. Um, so there's other things to distract you from the lesions when you get close enough. <laughs> Is there now? I <coughs> should should we okay? Do you want to do like a medical roll to see? What Maybe you think? I don't have anything in medicine. So is there anything that I could do as like a? I have a fifty in first aid. You can totally roll that to give your okay. quick assessment. There you go. I'm sorry. I was going to say. I was going to say I didn't know if there was like no. a historical no, version roll. of like everyone knows that. Zero zero zero. Zero, zero, zero. So is that... Right. Well, normally you just roll two dice. Zero, zero is a hundred. Um, so you 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 feel fairly certain um, that this might be tuberculosis, okay. which is extremely contagious. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <coughs> and he, at, at, just as you think that, he goes... <coughs> Excuse me. And he grabs like a tissue... <coughs> And it's it obviously has something very solid in it as he puts it down. A piece of lung. Please come closer. It's difficult for me to make myself heard. I can hear you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, I, think... I, I wrap my face, or, you know, like in my coat, like yeah. I pretend like I'm about to sneeze, and it just won't come out. So I'm covering my mouth. Okay. I think. Uh, I think Jess, Jesse, who is not privy to what he necessarily knows, thinks like, oh, his wife and son were just in here. So, sure. All right, well, here we are. Sure, it's perfectly safe. It's perfectly safe. All right, I'm, I'm going to read some box text. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. The narrator also has the same condition. There I was. In my youth, <coughs> I and some fellow students became involved in what we believed to be an innocent exploration of the occult. Led by a slightly older man named Marion Allen, the six of us purchased an old farmhouse a few miles west of Arkham, near the village of Ross's Corners. <laughs> There we could conduct seances and other psychical research in relative privacy. Alas, our work had unforeseen results. Our last experiment summoned an evil force into this world. I regret to say that instead of attempting to expel the thing, we were afraid and we abandoned the old house confident that the magic that brought the evil to this world <coughs> would also keep it confined in the vacant house or send it back after a short time. However, I have since discovered that the spell that binds the entity to the house lasts only as long as the casters live. You begin to perceive my dilemma here. Mm -hmm. I am the last of the group, and I fear that upon my death, this thing <coughs> will go free and wreak havoc on the folks thereabouts. I, I am too old now, too ill, and too much of a Coward, if I am being honest to myself, to go back to that house and to try to banish the entity myself. I'm 
guilty of many things, but my deepest sin was unleashing that horror that fateful night. I, I am convinced the entity will escape its confinement on my death. And he, he gestures and he points to like a nearby bedside table, which you just didn't notice until now because you were focused on this guy's oozing pus yeah, right, before. And he goes, <laughs> now you see it, there's a box. He goes, take the box. <laughs> he gestures weakly towards this innocuous metal box on the nightstand beside the bed. All the aid I can offer you lies within. You, you, you must find the courage to send that thing back to where it came from. You, you, and he reaches out and he's, he grabs more of your arm, pulls you closer. Mm -hmm. You must see that this is done. He looks wildly at Wentworth in, in, in Nevada. You must see that this is done. Do, do this for me. Please. Will be done. Of course, of course, please. R r calm, calm yourself as best you can. I'm sure you're <laughs> and, and a huge, like, spray of mist comes out of his mouth. Um, spattering. Let's see, I'm going to say these two guys have moved back, so it's going to spatter you. I'm so yeah. sorry. Sometimes kindness gets you punished. So make a quick sanity check. There's Ooh. no good deal. All right. Yeah. And, I, and I have another thing I probably want to make in a second, but sanity check. All right, my sanity is 50. There we go. All right, I got a 33. No problem. All right. I'm like, I think she I think she kind of winces and then gets her, her handkerchief out to clean her face. Okay. Of whatever spittle, and I don't know if it's just spit or blood. It's a little flecks of blood. Fun. Yeah, yeah so she she cleans that in the, the, uh, the embroidered, like, white handkerchief with flowers on it now has the kind of a goop of blood on it as well as she kind of wipes her face. He he doubles up and he, he just he's, he contorts a little bit like that, <laughs> and then he, he, he kind of he sort of sort of panting like a a, a hurt animal. It's very like, go get one of the doctors, please. Doctor. Okay, yeah, you, you shame the doctor. The doctor runs in and he's like, uh, please just give us give us some time here. And they they start tending to him, trying to make him comfortable. And they're like wiping his face off and like cleaning like where the spittle has gone. And, and then you see a little like trickle of of really dark blood coming down the side of his mouth, which they're trying to conceal and wipe up. It looks like he's lost consciousness. Oh, wow. What is uh, Bertrand doing right now? He, he's like looking over the doctor's shoulder from outside the room, and did anyone touch the box? Not yet. Okay, all right. Um, Speaking of the box, you said it's a fairly plain metal box. Yes. Like, like kind of a small banker's box kind of a thing, almost? Yeah. Do you think? Okay. Yeah, sounds about right. So it's not the lament configuration we were talking about. No, no, it's not a puzzle box. No, that's a shame. As, <laughs> as, as a funny joke, as a sketch, I guess, or maybe a skit, I'm not 100% positive on the difference, I think it would be funny if there was a the, the, the lament configuration box and somebody's, like, they're, they're looking at it and they're like, oh my god, and you have, like, just Pinhead being like, solve it, solve it, and the person's just too fucking stupid and he's like, god damn it, damn it. There's such a fine line between pleasure and more idiocy. <laughs> Wish I could give him a hint. Uh, yeah. This is maddening watching this guy <laughs> fail all day. And the guy's just like, <laughs> like, doing like, yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah. So, um, I have a thing that I want to do, but I go for okay. it. Okay. So she's. She has to step back because she doesn't know anything about medicine and how to help this guy in any capacity. So once the doctors come in, that's their, that's their rodeo. Um, but she's thinking about what he says, and she looks at that box. Yep. And she, her instinct is, he's sick. He's saying these things. They are not literal. But she's gonna. But she's like. But he's also not a stupid man. No. What could he mean by those things? She, what she's really trying to figure out to herself is, and I know it's <coughs> as a player, it's dumb in this game, but what she's trying to figure out is what is the metaphors that he's utilizing for that? Sure. She thinks we were just having that conversation about metaphors. 
she thinks this is not a literal thing of we did this occult thing and summoned the demon and now as the last spellcaster I'm dying. It could be a bunch of college kids went off and did some unspeakable right. stuff in what, a cabin somewhere. What could this mean? Yeah. Um, so she's trying to decode the metaphor <laughs> behind this. Uh, sure. She does have a 50 in psychology. Go for Would it. Would that work? Yes. And then it also says psychology... 10% next to it. I don't that know. That would be that, means. that would be the uh, extreme. There's like hard and extreme. Okay. So, so it would be 50 25 10 I think is what we have there. Well, I'm not the best psychology student. I got an 85. Mm. Maybe because it's a it's a very stressful moment. You feel certain that he did something that that fills him racks him with guilt mm-hmm. all these years later. Possibly he um, he's blanked it out. Like, or he's revised the memory, and he's using okay. this whole, like, I unleashed something terrible because he doesn't even want to think about it. Gotcha. But he absolutely is feeling tremendous guilt in this moment. That's of no doubt. Okay. So in Jesse's mind, I think she translates that as what you just said. Some, he did something. It's a wrong he feels needs to be righted. He's coaching it, or couching it, I guess is the term. Couching yeah. it in this language perhaps because he has repressed it in some way or because he's very sick and doesn't know how to deal with it himself. So still I want to help him with this, but now she's like, uh-oh, what are we going to find? Yeah. She's still, like, he's not talking about demons, but there's something that he did, <coughs> and now she's not going to, from her opinion, doesn't want to share this with his wife or son because now this is, this, this is some dirty laundry that this man would like cleaned up yes. sans his family. He made very certain he closed the door as he left. He did not want them to hear. Yeah. I feel like as a roguish treasure hunter archaeologist... Whose type might be a Karen Allen-esque woman. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, My, (coughs) of course, natural inclination is going to be to pick up the box and inspect it for occult-like things. Okay, done. You pick up the box and you, 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 you like think for a moment and then you're like, I, I need to find out what he's talking about in here. So you open it. Um, I will say that you are more focused on him. Mm-hmm. You are focused on the box. Um, Wentworth, you are a little bit standing back from the whole situation and looking around. Ooh. And as soon as he picks up the box, Bertrand like, like looks like he wants to step forward and say something or do something. Like that kid wants to know what's in the box. And it's eating him alive that he doesn't know and that someone else is touching his father's things. Gotcha. All right, go ahead. So you open it up. Uh, no, you, have to, you don't have to roll anything. Okay. I'll I tell you what's a, inside. I make a subtle step into that kid's direct like point of view or field of view so that you can't see what's inside. Okay, so his gaze goes from the box to you and it's like pure unadulterated just hate and resentment. <laughs> like, I'm going to fucking end you, old man. I can take you in a fight. And he, oh, he probably up. couldn't, even though you're like in your fifties. Yeah. He's this he's this privileged skinny dork. So <laughs> I mean, <All> right. <laughs> I'm a language professor. I don't know if I can <laughs> I, I It would it would be a slap fight. It would be a slap. <laughs> Both of you guys. Alright, so you uh, trained in, in pugilism. Yeah, I, and by that I mean vocabulary. Roxbury yeah. pugilism. Yeah. Um, whose, whose words are more pernicious? <laughs> How dare you? Your truculence perturbing me. <laughs> Good afternoon. <laughs> so you uh, you you pop it open right away because you just are like, I need to find out what's in here. Um, and you are rewarded. There is a yellowed envelope inside, um, which has paper, but also something hard inside the envelope. Something small and hard, possibly a, a key. And it was not locked, the box at all. No, it wasn't. It just it opened right up. Um, in addition to the envelope with the paper inside in the key there is a what really sets you on fire there is a small sarcophagus shaped gold box of ancient design and you can see a picture of it in this little photo down here so that 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 image is throwing me off how big was this box just at i would say it's probably this it's a, it's a very small sarcophagus it's not like a human okay. it's like it, it would it would carry like a miniature and, the, and this, this is in geology, sometimes we'll have like little miniature sarcophagi that are alongside the bigger ones and okay. stuff. And, and yeah. so it's, it's one of those tiny ones, um, which is not open yet. This shows it being opened. It's you have not opened it. Let me know if you want to open it. Um, I think I want to give it a history check. There's also a slim journal, too, and okay. bound in leather. So there's three things in there envelope with stuff inside it, sarcophagus, and then journal. 
So Ooh. definitely, the sarcophagus is what you're set on. Mm-hmm. You're going to do a history or archaeology. Both are really good. I'll read the um, journal. I'll do the archaeology because I'm better in that. Go for it. Thirteen. That sounds like a, a success. Is it a is it a hard success too? That is a or extreme. It passes a fifth. My fifth is fourteen. Nice. Okay. So yeah. So you you know exactly. You're like that is Middle Kingdom Egyptian hieroglyphs, um, and you're like trying to get the sense of it. It, it, it the the language. I would even say that you probably. Um, it dates, I'm not going to get into too many specifics, it dates from the reign of a pharaoh that was uh, specifically interested in um, the ancestry of mankind coming from the stars. And his name was Ra. Don't sure. Ra, Ra, Rockin, I don't know, you can come up with the names. Rockin' Robin. Rockin' Robin, yeah. Pharaoh Rockin' Robin. <laughs> but specifically, this guy was like, really into astrology. Communicate that to everybody in the room without being loud and passing it on to Bertrand. Yeah. I don't want Junior in my business. Oh, I, I think I've, I think I've heard of that. I think just yeah, that like. And you said, is there more uh, hieroglyphics on the thing? There are, yeah. And he and he 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 looks at the hieroglyphics and he's like, oh, this is from the Middle Kingdom, and I I haven't. Evan said you would open it yet, or you didn't say you open it yet, so I'm going to hold off on the end of that. Uh, you Can I see? Do you want to look at the journal, or do you want to the, uh, look, look at the hand journal? The journal. Yeah, that's yeah. the journal first. All right. Say, uh, you don't open Egyptian dead things. That's how you get cursed. Yeah, so Je- Jesse turns her attention from what's going on. Like I said, like the doctors kind of have this, and uh, it's whatever they're doing is probably not... Uh, I'm going to say it's likely more adding to the disturbing nature of this than uh, detracting from it. Uh, and so the uh, she turns, like I said, uh, to Professor Jones and says, like, I think I've heard of, I, I, I think I remember something about that from class, from, from studies. I think it's best I keep this safe, and he puts it in his pocket. Pass that to uh, the chat, please. Those are the entries in the journal. Hefty. Yep, there's a lot of notes on that. Yeah. Did you say there's also a (coughs) yellowed envelope? Yes, there is. Can I open that? Sure. Um, You open that up, and there is, um, inside, there is a deed to a property on Boone Road near Ross's Corners, at a a village that's west of Arkham. Ross's Corners is where the farmhouse is. Yep. There's the key to that particular property inside. And there also is, I believe, a letter in there as well. Okay. Actually, the letter was separate, but I'm going to say it was in the envelope. And the letter is this. Um, so they're they're they're, <laughs> for, they're kind of pillaging the box. Uh-huh. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, she's trying to engage with with some of this stuff in part to ignore what's happening with uh, Professor Merriweather. Yeah, just because it's un, it's very unpleasant, um, and she can't do anything. She doesn't know how to assist in any in any capacity. Yeah. So if this guy asks this, she's curious now. So um, if she oh, like looks over um, Professor Jones's shoulder and sees that Ross's corners is listed at all, she'll she'll say exactly what he said, but just be like like that's the village he mentioned. Um so at at this point actually um Bertrand mm-hmm. is it Bertrand right? I'm not getting I'm not yeah. switching him up. Alright it's not yeah, Bertrand it Bernard. Is. It was Bertrand, yeah. yeah. Bertrand will shake off his mother's arm. Like, she's trying to reach out and hold his, his, his shoulder, uh-huh. but he finally shakes it off. He steps up and he confronts you. Okay. And he's like, you goddamn vultures. And he's like, you swoop in here as my father's on his deathbed, weak and suggestible, and he bequeaths you what? And he's, he's looking specifically at the key that you're holding as well as the deed. So he's looking at Chad. He's like confronting you because yeah. you seem like the the best target. Like he's kind of afraid mm-hmm. to talk straight up to Nevada because mm-hmm. that guy's intimidating. But he will. He's shooting glance at the deed that like uh, that Wentworth is holding. Uh, I think she, I think she'll just say like like this wasn't left to us. This is a this is a matter that we have to handle for your father. When it's 
When it's done, if there's any property, I'm sure it'll be yours and your mother's. And you're damn right. And like the mother's like, no, please come away. You know, they're respecting his wishes. He's like, you're damn right. And if I hear that you've just done anything to that property, if you've destroyed one piece or taken something from that property, I think she's you will see me in court. Right in oh, nice. Sorry. Oh, he's, he's like totally stunned for a second. And she's like, your father is dying. Please, you help your mother. Grow up. All right, he, he, he starts from like he's about to say something or mm -hmm. do something, which from a moment you're like, oh, sh shit, like he's mm -hmm. going to hit you back. And at that point, like his mother bursts into tears and he like, he doesn't look right at her. He glances and then he looks around at everybody else and goes, come mother. And he puts an arm around her. Mm -hmm. Doesn't really, you can tell, doesn't really give a shit. Just yeah. she's making a scene gotcha. and conducts her away. Does she want to do anything with him before he leaves? <laughs> um, I was going to stiff arm him while he was getting in her face, but yeah. she kind of took care of business. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we have the key to the house where all the rigmarole's happening. Mm -hmm. Do we know how to get there? Um, you could find out where Ross's Corners is, okay. sure. If you know it's a village near Arkham. Yeah, it's it is uh, west of Arkham. West of Arkham. Is, yep. the, is the professor still conscious? He is out, okay. and actually, the doctor would like when that scene happens. He's like, if you guys can hold it down, yeah, but preferably leave. Yes, that will be nice. Absolutely, doctor. I apologize for that scene. And uh, you have all of the effects, Professor Jones, Professor. It's Everberry? Uh, Wentworth. Wentworth. No, no, Avaberry, yes. Avaberry? Ava yeah, Wentworth Avaberry. Avaberry. I've written your last name down three different ways. <laughs> I probably said it Nope, I said, I thought it was Avery at first, and then Everberry, and then, okay, Avaberry. Yes. Okay. Yes, like me, let's make sure we have everything we need. I think so. Here you go. Good luck. Is there any writing on it? There is. There are hieroglyphs on it. I will show you from a distance what okay. it looks like. Do the hieroglyphs uh, mean anything to an ancient Egyptian person? Uh, make like a history archaeology role. All right. Oh, we need to find that book that's in the letter. Alright. I got a 60 out of, uh, and I needed a 50 or lower, so. Oh, so you, so it, it was above your score. Yeah. Okay. You, they're Egyptian. Yeah. You know that for a, a damn fact. That's a damn fact, sir. Mm -hmm. they walk like I must be Egyptian. having a mental block. I don't understand. This is weird. It must be a different dialect. That's what it is. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, whatever. Uh, maybe it's a fake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, this is gibberish. So... If his character's name is Jesse and I'm a professor, do I get to gruffly yell at him to go make me drugs? <laughs> what? Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> Jesse! Oh, God, okay. <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I think that's Rick and Morty. I'm the one with Rick and Morty. Breaking Bad. Oh, Breaking Bad. Bad. Oh, right. Yes, yeah, Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> Jeez, Mr. White. <laughs> so there's this book, and he says that the book is still in the house. Oh, it's in the house? Yes, he says the method of delivering the thing out of this world is still in that accursed I, house. I did not see that. I was going to search the library. Um, so, it does say, <clears throat> in, the, in his journal, it basically uh, talks about the summoning of this gin, um, or being that they thought was a gin. And that the, the sarcophagus really just contains a, 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 some, a, some sort of insect uh, <coughs> encased in amber. It's really nope. just a, it was just a container. It's not, nope. A, nope. it's not a curse. Nope, I don't believe it. My years in archaeology have... And they already opened it. That's all they know what's inside. Do... Otherwise. Do I know anything about um, either this person whose name is Marion Allen who he mentioned, and the letter mentions, or this book, De Vermis Mysteris. 
or the Vermis Mysteries. Um, how how German or French am I supposed to say? And then I say that. I I I, I you know. I have no idea. Uh, let me see. So the first thing about uh, Alan, Marion Allen, um, would be some sort of social contact thing. Um, I would Dr. Say Jones, that... that's not Karen Allen. Whoa. So calm down. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it sounds like that's before your time. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, as, maybe, a, as a student of history, is there anything I would have like? Oh, that's more that he's famous, or that he's he's written anything. Yeah, like or? this is a scholar of this particular stuff, or this book is famous for blah blah blah. Oh, Divermus Mysterious, uh, make a uh, make an occult roll. We'll see what happens. Well, let's see what I got in the old occult. I believe you mean climb, and I have that at twenty. Um, <laughs> where is? I know these are in alphabetical it's order. At the bottom of the Nicole. second column. Boy, I am not gonna know a fucking goddamn thing. I have a sixty. Uh, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I'm, I, as far as I'm concerned, again, this is all metaphor. It's like the enigmatic, like worm or serpent or something, mm-hmm. serpent of wisdom. This is what it kind of translates to. Uh, yeah, in Jesse's head, this is still... She's, she still hasn't been able to translate this stuff. She hasn't heard of this person. She hasn't heard of this book. <coughs> she's wondering, what is this really about? Okay. What is this, this ill deed that he did that he is weighing on him in his last moments? Nevada, did you want to make an occult role about that particular sure. book? Go for it. That's something that would interest my tastes. Uh... A nine, right? Nine percent. Nine percent. Oh wow. Yep. That's Holy another God. fifth. Okay, that's awesome. So um, you have you've never read this book. Mm-hmm. You, but there's a reason for that too, um, because books like this, the uh, the librarian of the Miskatonic Orn University, mm-hmm. whose name I'm looking for, Doctor Henry Armitage. He reserves all these books into a special collection and strictly controls who can access them. And he does not grant that lightly. Um, Do we know who's on the list? On the li- it's it's, it's, it's yeah. high-ranking members of the SEU, the Society for uh, uh, you know, was it Unexplained or SUE or whatever, okay. Unexplained Phenomena, whatever, the parapsychological organization. So only a few select individuals. Which... Rupert Marion Weather was a part of, correct? At some point, yeah. Okay. He probably fell out of favor. Or it could be the reason why Armitage has now put these in a special collection and restricts their usage because of people like Marion Allen and Rupert Merriweather because they were taking these things and doing things with them. You've also heard rumors about, since you got a, a, an extreme, uh, is that this, this was a text that was translated from an earlier text which supposedly was written in the language of Adam. So the language of like the Garden of Eden, and it was the things that the serpent said to Adam. This fucking book won't shut up about apples. <laughs> apples are great. It's like, it's like going to any kind of fall festival. It won't shut the fuck up about apples. Fucking, fucking talk to Eve now. She won't shut up about it. They only had two sons, yet somehow the human race continued. Weird. What, what's that that's thing not, from The Simpsons? Think about that. Then it's you, too hard. If blah, 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 then you got something, if it's cloudy and yellow, you got cider, fellow. Uh, it's like Ned Flanders has a rhyme for telling apple juice from apple cider. If it's brown, drink it down. If it's black, send it back. Oh. Is it true we have to bring our own water? All right, so this is this is kind of like you guys can con, uh, consult each other and figure out where you want to take this next. Um, let me know if, what you want to do with the with the items or where you want to go. Mm-hmm. I want to open the sarcophagus. Okay, I take a giant step back. You and pop open. You pop open the sarcophagus. had something in it which is no longer there however there are strange carvings on the inside of the box lid 
Um, and they do not look like Egyptian at all. Okay. What do they look like? Make an occult roll. Okay. Let's see. Do I have a occult roll? Oh, I have a five. This is going to be awesome. Could you hand that letter? Good work. Mm-hmm. Negative. 38. Alright, uh, you have no clue. They are definitely not, you know, they're not Egyptian. They were, you're like, these are probably more recent. Like, someone decided to scratch some stuff on the inside and deface this beautiful sarcophagus. Right. I'll show you. Like, says, does that look like anything to you? Because it looks like garbage to me. Bertrand was here. <laughs> yeah. um, so this so, is the sarcophagus that supposedly this insect or whatever in Amber was in when they when he and Alan found it? Correct. Seeing as he opened it and he's okay, I think I'm a little more apt to try and translate. I got a 24. Okay. That's a half. So, um, (laughs) this is is kind of weird. This, there was a guy that claimed that he had been able to use some form of hypnosis to go back in time to get in contact with his, his former selves, his past selves, through reincarnation, the cycle of rebirth. He went so far back that he claimed that he had gotten in top contact with a past self who was a priest of the Pacific continent of Mu, which sank beneath the, the waves, and he practiced a form of automatic writing, which looked like this bullshit that's written in the inside of this. However, that was about 15 years ago. This writing, when you look at it, is way older than that. So it was probably done a few centuries ago. Someone wrote in this, what people think is a stupid made-up language of Mu that this guy came up with. But they were doing this hundreds of years ago. Um, you, you, M-U, yeah. You also get, like, just from, from this guy's uh, writings, you get the gist of what it might say. It says something about this is the reliquary of the servant of the tongue. Okay. When all of his servants go free, the black pharaoh will return. Something along those lines. You could be mistranslating it. It's, I mean, it's, a, it's what you thought was a fake made-up link. It's like, it's equivalent of looking at, like, oh, that's in Klingon. Mm-hmm. I, think it, I think I know what it says in Klingon. Would I have ever heard of the servant of the tongue of the black pharaoh no. in my history dealings? Hell, hell no. Okay. Not at all. Well, my inclination would be go to the <coughs> farmhouse since we have the deed and the key. So I don't think anybody's stopping us from getting in. Uh, yeah, I'm so, it seems. It seems to me that this book, which may be in the library's special collections, sealed up special collections, <coughs> um, is also of interest, aside from the farmhouse itself. Mm-hmm. But uh, Professor Merriweather's letter suggested that the, occur- that the translations may still be in the house. Okay. So, if they are not, we may be back to the we may be back to the school to find the, uh, the original. Yeah, that's fine. Hmm. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So what you, what's You're, the... I think we're going to want to go check out the, the farmhouse. Yeah. So that's the next stop? I would much rather deal with the cult horrors than that lousy Henry Armitage. Elitist hmm. prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Would that be the way I would go with this? I feel like the logical thing would be while we're already in Arkham, near the university, since we're here already, why don't we just go see that guy and ask for the book? And maybe he does give it to us. Maybe he doesn't give it to us. But um, Jesse will say, like, like, if nothing else, maybe he can tell us what, maybe he can tell us that the book is even real or that the book, why it might be worth I do have a five in fast talk. I like this plan. All right. We can do that. Yeah. Just geographically, it seems. So repeat it again. So you're going to go to Ross's Corners? No. Before that, go to the library to talk to Armitage. See if we can get this book. And if not, 
see if he'll tell us what the hell it is, or we can just figure out, is this bullshit, basically. Okay. Um, because Jesse, like I said, is still on that. So before we go out to this weird town, let's just ask the librarian here in t- here at the school. So so you you do you go to, I guess you the front desk. Um, there is a nice young lady, and you ask to see Doctor Armitage. And yes, Rebecca, you, could we could we speak to Doctor Armitage? I think there's a special book that we're going to have to likely get his permission to see. I would love to, he's not available at the moment though, but I mean if, if this is a request for a special volume that you want to borrow from another library, I could give you a form um, to request the, 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 the book. It might take a few days, possibly a few weeks to, to get it. Or I can help you find something in our general collection. I'm, I'm completely willing to, to assist. Oh, I, I, I appreciate it, but I think, I think it is, I think it's here. Fortunately, Rebecca, I've decided just your name. Um, yes, no, that's my name. Yes. We know each other well. Uh, uh, thank you so much. Um, unfortunately, I, it relates to one of our own professor's passings and trying to find him, trying to find a book that could assist in one of the last things he was doing in his research before he finally passes. I roll either a whichever you prefer, charm, persuade, or even fast talk. Charm looks like what I would probably do. Go for it. Yes, charm is what I would definitely do. But I fucked that one up too. <laughs> so, so she's like the form. You think that maybe like gossip might have gotten her into it, mm-hmm. but instead it goes the other way. Like, well, this is gonna get me in trouble. Okay. Um, because there's obviously like because. Professors are catty bitches generally. Mm-hmm. Like they're at each other's throats, and she's like, "Like I don't want to get involved in this intrigue between professors." She's like, "Okay, I, I you know, that's that's terrible, but I I really would feel more comfortable if you spoke to Dr. Armitage himself. He's not available today, but so, I could definitely let him know you're you want to get in touch with him, or I could give him a message." So I swoop in and I say, "Listen, Rebecca, what is life without a little trouble?" And I give her a do know, it. wink and a sly nod, and uh, 54 does not pass the charm check. <laughs> okay, um, she, 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 she like blinks she, and she has written on her eyelids, no <laughs> thanks. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> so you're, she's kind of into it maybe at first, and then you, you kind of lean in a little bit. And then you realize that like you were on a dig recently, you just came back and probably you didn't shower. <laughs> and she's, she's like, oh my, um... Mm. That's very nice. Um, you're you're right, absolutely, um, and sure. And I will. I'm sure the professor will see it the same way, uh, the doctor. So if you could just leave your name, I could get back to you on that. And she she looks like she wants to like kind of wave her hand, but she sort of just puts her hand up like this. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Is there anybody else in the room right now? Should their students going about their business and doing stuff? Um, that's when Doctor. That's when uh, Nevada Jones beat up that girl at the circulation desk. Listen, you. Nevada Jones in the feeding of the innocent library. He kept calling her a Nazi and punching her. All right, thank you very much for listening to our first episode of Call of Cthulhu Live from CondoCon 2023. Next week, we're going to have another episode, and we'll see what our investigators get up to. Thanks to Jared, Troy, and Eddie for playing in this game with me, Austin. And be sure to check us out on Facebook. Our website is thisamericandice.net or .com. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe, the whole thing. And if you leave us a five-star rating, we'll read it on the air. That's something I've forgotten to say for a while, but yeah. Do do that. Usually check Apple Podcasts, but I'll try to check the other ones too. Thanks, everybody. There's such a fine line between pleasure and more idiocy. (laughs)